It is episode 125 of the Sims and Lefko podcast. When do we stop counting? When do we just like, are we going to be like UFC? Like UFC 213. How do you feel when you see like the UFC 300, whatever? I'm kind of like, wow, I've seen very little out of all of the total. It seems uh, maybe cheesy a time that they do it, but I'll say this. UFC is fun to watch. I watched John Bones Jones fight this weekend. I know, we've already talked about it. And it this. was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was one, as entertaining a fight as you get. And I'll say this, too. Dana White is it, one of the best commissioners in all sports. He's the fucking man. He is the man. Oh, I thought during the whole Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor thing, right. one of the biggest things that got to Conor McGregor is when Floyd said, I love Dana White. We're smart. You're his pawn. <laughs> yes, right. And it was that, to me, was the most impactful thing Floyd said. Sure. All right, so it's 125. The other thing that I think the numbers help with is it makes things like 125, 150, 200 seemingly more meaningful. They're milestones. Yeah. You never wore 25 at Rutgers. I don't. Oh, Jason McCourty. Ah! Ah. Good luck to the McCourty brothers. What did the other McCourty wear? 21. Uh, You didn't say that during the 21 episode. Probably weren't even there. I I was here, but look at this. I just pulled up his picture of the McCourty's in their practice unis at Rutgers. Aren't they adorable? Yeah, hold on. So you knew which one was which? Well, yeah, I knew which one was which. You could tell apart the McCourty? When you see him, yes, I can. When I see him in person. It's hard to do it, actually, when they're alone, though. I chickened out a few times when I've seen them alone, like in New York. And I'm like, yo, what's up? Bro. How you doing? (laughs) What's crazy about the McCourty twins, this is just real quick. I mean, my brother is a junior in high school. Played St. Joe's High School in the two corners with the McCourty twins. Yep, and the defensive tackle was Junior Gallette. Uh It's just it's just amazing to think of some high of the school p- teams like that. Yes, that just, right. Yeah. Just stacked with NFL talent. Um, all right, so let's do other twenty-five. Sims, I'll let you go first. I only have football today. Okay, I didn't do basketball. Barry guys. Bonds is the fir- uh, twenty-five that comes to my head okay. right away. Uh, I went like with de- my one of my dad's old running backs, Bitch, Butch Wilfork. You don't remember that one? You almost said Cal- Bitch Wilfork. Bitch Wilfork. <laughs> Calvin <laughs> Pryor. Uh, that's yep. a twenty-five. Yep. Hmm. Now on which team, Josh? What team is Calvin Pryor on? Let's see how much knowledge he has. Oh, Probably not a lot. Hold on. Keep going. I'll, I'll, I will get it. Okay, good. Keep your hands yeah, off the right. computer. Yeah. Uh, nice, what other nice 20, 25 is a Derek nice. Rose? It's 25. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then I don't have any other ones. Kay. Calvin Pryor not on oh, the Jets. Oh, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was. Yep. You're right. Calvin Pryor's not on the Jets. Yep. <laughs> There you go. You're all I'll give out. you a hint. He got traded to a team that that one also, of the few teams that people would actually yeah, think is worse. They've than the made Jets. they've made three trades that come to mind right away. One in which they got a second round pick, uh, one in which they got an All Pro linebacker, and then one in which they got Calvin Pryor. Okay, come back to me. Keep going with your twenty five. That's so obvious. <laughs> uh, pay attention right. to the NFL. Current running backs wearing twenty five. Uh, Chris Thompson for Washington. Oh, yes, I right. love him. Latavius Murray, Theo Riddick, Giovanni Bernard, and who's the best one in the NFL that wears twenty five? He's top three running back, one of the most elusive running backs of all time. It's so obvious, Chris. LaShawn McCoy. Oh. <laughs> and Calvin, wait, wait. Calvin Pryor's on the Browns, by the yeah, way. There we go. Bam. Got it. Way nice. to go. Uh, <laughs> don't leave don't me hanging. hanging. I'm, I'm up here. Wait, wait. Um, what was the 25 you said before that? Giovanni Bernard. No. Theo Riddick. Oh, Latavius wait, Latavius Murray. is 25 with the Vikings? Yep. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, defensive backs, Calvin Pryor. Uh, Chris Harris is a baller. Oh, damn. Kareem Jackson. Xavier Howard from the Dolphins. Eric Rowe, which is a constant reminder of why Belichick is incredible. Uh, your guy, PJ Williams. Damn. Artie Burns. Jimmy Ward. Adoree Jackson's wearing 25. And then who's the best corner in the NFL wearing 25? Mm. Probably one of the best 25s of all time. 
Man, Chris Harris, Chris Harris Jr. was Revis? the one I was thinking Richard of. Sherman. Oh, oh my gosh. I Revis was 24. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're not letting any Jets corners wear 24. They, for Darrell Rivas. Good. They is shouldn't. he worth of that? Is he worthy of that? Uh, yeah, Darrell Rivas is a guaranteed retired jersey. I mean, me, to, for I my just, eyes. Do you make him a Jet? Yeah, I guess he is a Jet. For my eyes, Darrell Rivas is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, that's in my For in me, Darrell Rivas is, should be in like the NFL PA Hall of Fame. You're right about for that. For like changing. Driving contract prices oh. up and, and really taking nothing less than what he felt he deserved. Went to the Bucks for like $20 million oh for gosh. one year. Like, we're, like we're, I know that we're going to have something on Instagram soon of a comment. You said that Odell should get uh, quarterback money. Right. Darrell Rivas got quarterback money. Yes. At a time where it's just you don't even see it. No, and Odell does deserve quarterback money. I'm not saying he deserves top quarterback money. He doesn't deserve 27, 26 million a year. Yeah, but he deserves Andy Dalton quarterback money. Twenty twenty one. Right. Uh, so all time twenty fives. Uh, Reggie Bush that you said. Yeah. Um, Eric Davis, the corner oh, that we see 49ers, on NFL right. Network all the time. Baller. Will Allen ah. for your New York Football Giants. Yeah. Uh, Brian- yeah, and Will went to jail, I believe. Or Ponzi yeah. scheme and all that. Yeah, man. Crazy. Brian Kelly yeah. from your Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, one, of my, Kelly. one of my favorite names of all time, Dorsey Levins. Sure. Oh, was he good? He was. Fred Bolitnikoff wore 25. Damn, I forgot a lot. I'm disappointed in myself. Um, Charlie Garner wore 25. Yo, two of my I old faves right Garner. there. Me and Charlie uh, Gardner. Kerry Rhodes, a uh, recent player. Yeah. And Tommy McDonald. Uh, an incredible story of a wide receiver for the Eagles back in the 70s and 80s where he barely got on the field, small white guy, and he ended up being like, I think he got into the Hall of Fame recently, and if you want to see an amazing video, go watch the Tommy McDonald Hall of Fame speech. Right. There will never be one like it. He carried a boombox around the stage. Oh, I kind of remember that. He chest bumped all the other uh, the Hall of people Famers. that came in there. Right. He went nuts. And there's an amazing story of a Philadelphia sports writer, um, Ray Dinger, right. who... Told, it's like he turned it into a play where he told uh, him not to do that, McDonald, and he ended up doing it. It was like this awesome moment. So Man. check out that YouTube clip. Brian Kelly, when you said that, my ex-teammate at Tampa Bay, yeah. first thing I thought of, Brian Kelly went to USC. My third year in football there, uh, I'm the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. It's 2005. It's the year Texas and USC are going to play in the national championship so game. So it's the Vince Young game. It's the Vince Young game, and we're in the playoffs, and we're getting ready to play the Redskins in the wild card game that week. I bet a lot of money. I was the most nervous I ever was watching a game. Are you allowed to bet on stuff as an NFL athlete? Yeah, I think so, as long as we don't have a bookie or anything okay. like that. Uh, so, so you bet a lot of money on Texas. I bet. Man, I think we bet. I think I bet ten thousand dollars. Stop. Yeah. How? What was the line? Did you get the line no. or just straight up? No, you don't do that. Not in national championship games. Not in an NFL locker room. My oh, you just bet with somebody else. I bet with Brian Kelly. Ten, ten thousand. Oh, Jeez. I love that. So he had Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, Lendale White, Mike Man. Williams. Reggie was running down the field, and I was going, "Oh fuck, let me just write the check did out." Did you watch and the game with him? Then, then he pitched the ball. And I was yeah. Like, did yes! you watch the game with? Brian? No, I was by myself. Yelling at the fucking TV the whole night. So, <laughs> so is that where you're? I mean, you must have loved Vince Young so much. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, I was all. First of all, I was at the point where I was so sick of USC, right? Oh, uh, because they had like a four year run. Yes, right. And I just couldn't take it anymore. I was sick of hearing about all of them. And then, yes, Texas. Of course, I knew we had top tier talent. And uh, yeah, I was. How I was, quickly course, did he pay up? Real quick. BK was stand up guy, no doubt about have it. Have you ever seen something in a locker room where they don't pay up? Man, I got... Uh, or it just took like a long oh, time. I had, 
I had a uh, I'm gonna blank out his name Charles uh, somebody I played with this is you gotta be careful of lending players who are free agents money mm. the last week of the season okay then they just skip town they skip town I got skipped so, you, so you're telling me you have this guy comes with, yo yo Chris let me hold like five ten man you remember uh, uh, you're a free agent pal yes I I've wow, th- three hundred dollars to a receiver uh, I'm gonna say Charles Way I'm blanking on his name. Uh, damn, Charles is 81 in Tampa. Damn, I'm really forgetting his name. Him, uh, and then who's the, oh, Tony Scheffler. Remember the tight end yes. of the Denver Broncos? I won $1,000 from him, and we playing poker, and we'd always play, and I was playing, you know, Texas Hold'em, Omaha, all those things. He owed me $1,000, got signed by the Detroit Lions like three weeks later. Never saw it. Never saw a dollar. I'm going to get that, damn, if I see him. He ain't getting off the hook. Yeah, let's let's just go and let's be like request Tony Scheffler. Tony Scheffler, you owe me a thousand dollars. I wasn't going to get to this story, but it goes perfectly with what you're saying. So apparently, Ashawn Robinson and Caleb Bedenock ah. were in the Hyde nightclub in Hollywood, and they had a ten thousand dollar bill for you know bottle service or whatever right, it is. Right. They ended up calling this actor named Richard Harrington. Where if you look him up, you're like. Why is Ashawn Robinson hanging out with Richard Harrington? Can you look it up and see what shows he's been in? Old Dick Harrington. Uh, apparently, they never really paid. They each sent him $2,000, and he's still down over five Gs, and he's now suing them for money. Have you ever heard? I mean, Ashawn was a second-round pick. Yes, certainly. Are have. there any athletes that are famous for not paying up? <sighs> I mean, yeah. I- Listen. Anytime I was in, when I was in Tampa in training camp, who's the most the most famous? Not for not paying up, but like, but Tiger Woods. People would like definitely talk bad about him in Orlando when I was there for training camp. Like, really? yes, I would be at like a you know a good like a Ruth Chris Steakhouse with the offensive linemen, and we'd come out whatever, and like the valet guys would be like, oh yeah, Tiger was just here, but oh yeah, what's up with Tiger? How is he? What's, what kind of guy is he? He's nice. He never tips anybody. Doesn't tip any. I mean, we we heard that. Throughout our years in in Orlando training, interesting, right? I mean, that's the problem of being rich and famous, though, is people see you and they're not just excited to see you; they're like, "Hell yeah, he's gonna way over tip me." Yes. Did that ever play? When you're the quarterback in Tampa Bay, did you feel obligated to like over tip all the time? The Sims family motto is, "We don't tip, we over tip." Yeah. So what percentage are we talking about? I mean, I'm usually I always a, leave like 22% thinking that yeah, 2% that makes extra, a difference. Yeah, that they're like, "Oh man, what a stand-up guy." Right. I'm like I mean, realistically 25 to 30% I usually leave. See, I don't even think that's that crazy. So, no, it's not that crazy. And every now and then if I have a really good waiter and I feel like, "Man, we've been annoying and my kids made a horrible mess," then oh, I might give them like 35 40%. I'm going to overtip so much that's when I have kids because I'm going to get so self-conscious. Philip I had to pay there. a guy, I had to pay a guy in first class. I gave him a $100 bill once because my little boy was sitting Behind him and just kicked him the whole flight. And I would love that's worth it. And we got and we well, and we got and he got up and I was like, here. I was like, listen, I'm sorry about my little boy. I tried to stop him. Here's a hundred dollars. He took it and walked away. Don't you think Fendrick probably judges each waiter? He goes, you know what? Honestly, that was an eighteen percent performance tonight. <laughs> uh yes and no. And he I memorizes mean, the I percentages. Do, I do evaluate, but I, I try and tip well. Yeah. But I mean, you know. It's got to go well. I'm a, this is where I get always in like, and we get political with the whole trickle-down effect, right? Oh, boy. Because I get in this conversation actually in my town. I live in old Greenwich, right? It's right by Greenwich. Real a bougie snooty. town. Right, yeah. real bougie town. No doubt about it. But I come out of restaurants sometimes there, and you'll go in the parking lot, and you'll see Rolls-Royce, Bentley, you know, top-of-the-line Porsche. Yes, and really nice Mercedes. I always get compliments of what I tip the valet guys. And like sometimes I'll give them a ten, and I'll be like, "Man, sorry, you know," or a five, and be like, "Sorry, this is all I got." 
They're like, oh, don't worry, Mr. Sims. You're one of the best tippers here. And I'm like, what? You tip well in the parking and garage I'm, downstairs, That's what too. I do. And, and I'm like, really? And better than these guys? That's, I'm, I'm driving a, yeah, a low-level Mercedes uh, SUV. But I, I go, man, I'm tipping you more than you. And they, they, they just shake their head. They're just like, like, billionaires, if they tip you 20%, when they make $2 billion, they don't tip you 40 The whole trickle-down thing's bullcrap. The yeah. rich people I've been around... Or well, they always say rich people are rich because they don't spend their they money. They don't do the shit. They don't do shit with their money. All right, so hold on. That actor, Richard Harrington. Oh yeah, I got his IMDb pulled up. Uh, here we go, Richard. You Harrington. need to see this guy. It's like, what so, is he hanging out with? Ashawn Robinson. First of all, that's his picture. Like I've seen him in things before, but he's born in 1975, which is means he that he's Alabama 40... alum or something. Like Ashawn, and who was the other guy you said that was there? Caleb Beninock. Inspector yeah, George uh, Henley. A... Hinterland. Poldark, Stella, Royal Wives at War. Yeah, like he's a real C-rate, D-rate actor. Well, so he doesn't he have $10,000 to pay for a bar tab is what we're saying. So. Unless there's another guy that has the same name. Uh, That's what came up when I searched man, TMZ. I, I, did, I, I fell in this trap in New York City in my early part of my career with like expensive bar tabs, right? Always. And, and I, always, I became a sucker a little bit to a degree where I feel like my old friends would only call when they knew I was back in town. Of course. Because they wanted to go out on a night in town and they knew it was going to be on me. And yes, I mean, I I certainly had some nights at some high level New York City uh, clubs where, yeah, it's a shame to say it right now, but yeah, I, I spent ten and fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's damn. Were shame. they good nights? Yeah. Like, they was were... it worth that much? No, of course not. Did anything happen that you remember? Uh, man, my best, my best. Who was the coolest guy that you had drinking out of a bottle that you bought for an insane amount of money? Uh, well, I mean, because if it's just your friends, I was like, you, got you know, remember the old club spa? Like you've heard, yes. you've heard Jay Z rap about spa back in the day. So my girlfriend says this all the time. Right, New York clubs right now are nothing like they were ten years ago. No, I don't think they are either. From at least what my friends even say, because yes. ten years ago, like the club was hot for two or three years, and, and then, then it would shut dead. down, and they had, the club owner had to go find a new spot to make it hot. All right, so spa. So at spa, there would like. Jay-Z, Pharrell. You saw uh, them. Oh, I talked to them. In Dang. fact, I was drunk and... Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I, What's funny is, is like, it doesn't right, was, shock me because I've seen you in the middle of a room be like, oh, Cam Newton, got to talk to him. <laughs> and you just like bash through people. And you're like, Cam, blow, I love you. <laughs> I, I can't wait for people to hear our Jadavian Clowney uh, interview. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a Gronk interview and a Clowney interview coming soon, but we kept rolling, I think, on the Clowney interview, and so, he too. was shocked at the words that Sims was saying. So you, what did you say to Jay-Z and Pharrell? Jay-Z, I think it was a rookie year in the NFL. Pharrell, I just told him I was a big fan, like, you're the man, you're awesome, whatever. We That's were, typically what you say. Right. We were stuck in like a little closed area, VIP area in the spa. Um, awesome. So then I went up to Jay-Z, I said, hi, what's up, huge fan, blah, blah, blah. I, he was wearing a Wayne Corbett jersey, and I said something Whoa. stupid. I, I really regret this. I said, oh, "Don't say it! Don't say it, Josh." What do you think Sims said to Jay Z wearing a Wayne Corbett jersey? Wayne Corbett, bad legs and ass. <laughs> no, I said you're going to be wearing my jersey one day. Oh, wow. even better. Or can you wear? I uh, thought you were going to say, no. "Look at Jay Z wearing the white guy." I don't know what I was. White thinking. boy supreme. <laughs> no, you said one day you'll be wearing my jersey. I said, one day I hope you can wear my jersey. In and the he video. went. I don't. He looked at me, and I don't even. He know. was like, "Motherfucker, I don't know who you Listen, are." Uh, so that actually transitions nice into the weed conversation, which we're going to have finally. Let's do it. And Fencher can't do it, but let me just get out some congratulations to players around the NFL because we are the players podcast yeah, for all yeah. NFL players. Happy player news: Cam Chancellor gets an extension. Woo woo! 
Cam, 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 Cam. Uh, this is happy for two reasons. One, because it means it probably wasn't true. And two, because he can play. Gary and Conley cleared of all of his allegations. Good for him. It upsets me because I wanted the Eagles to take him. Yes, but right. we knew that he was up there. Uh, happy trails to Ryan Clady, who retires. Jared Valdir came out and said that he really thought about retiring. And you came today and said, see... The offensive linemen, they're the smart ones. They heard this CTE report, and they up, you think a lot of them thought about retirement. I, I really think it's the Urschel. That was the final nail in the coffin. Brandon Albert mm. and Valdir said he, t- he took a day off from practice yes. to, to contemplate things. Uh, offensive linemen, as you've heard me say, if you listen to this podcast, very analytical group, very smart group. Certainly as a position group. They are frugal. They are frugal. They save their money. Smartest guys on the field more times than not. I would, I, Yes, more times than not. I mean, and um, yeah, I think they're all value. I'm missing somebody else. Didn't somebody else retire too, but uh, I guess there, that was it. I feel like there was one more we're missing. I think we covered it on Monday. Yeah, we did. Uh, just some other injuries. Uh, Dominique Easley. Uh, hashtag ACL epidemic tears his ACL. Uh, Micah Hyde apparently went down at camp today. We're waiting to see what happens. We're I did recording not hear this that. on Wednesday. Damn, well, you know I hear everything. That's I, have, a big, I keep some some lists. The Dominique Easley thing's really interesting to me because for of the Aaron LA Rams for Aaron Donald. Oh, now he becomes super important. What? What? I mean, he already was. Right. But, now uh, they are really hamstrung. Sterling Sharp apparently carted off the field in tears today. But Sterling again, Sharp, out of retirement. Me, Sterling huh? Shepard. Sterling. Uh, I got an alert on my BR app. Download the BR app, and the BR app said that the Giants were hopeful that it's just a bad rolled ankle for Sterling Shepard. Oh, okay. Obviously, the details will come out when we're not podcasting. All right, so, so it's an ankle, though, not a knee. That's good to Which hear. Because you, you were walking around the office, and if you're crying on a cart, it's probably not good. Man, I can't. I mean, crying on a cart is usually you, you felt something pop. You but feel this it. year's San Diego Chargers is already the Baltimore Ravens. They already have nine guys that will not be playing this year. Yes. Crockett, Gilmore. MCL, Nico right. Siragusa tore everything. Gosh. John Urschel and Zach Orr retired. Tight ends Dennis Pitta and Darren Waller, in addition to Gilmore, they're out for the year. Yep. Kenneth Dixon, meniscus. Tavon Young, ACL. And Maurice Kennedy is getting knee surgery. And Kenneth Nine. Dixon was suspended anyways, right? I think for PEDs, right. the first four. But and then, that's you know, unreal. Joe Flacco, back. Back. That's, of course, the most concerning of all. Uh, listen, they're, they're a team that I you, you know, I wrote an article a few weeks ago. Yes. I think they're a top-tier Super Bowl contender. This does concern me, but I don't think it kills them yet. I do think they have tremendous depth on the offensive line. They're going to be able to overcome some of those sure. things and figure out the right five. they got a tremendous three to work with, as yeah. is anyways, with, with Stanley, uh, the kid Alex Lewis, uh, mm-hmm. who's a second year out of Nebraska, and then, of course, Marshall Yonda. Um, but, right. yeah, that hurts. You know, the ones I look at there more than they, like Tavon Young, losing him in OTAs. Because their secondary is already screwed. Yeah, and he was a nice little player last year. Uh, but nonetheless concerning, but I still think they're – going to be able to manage these injuries. They need Ben Watson and Max Williams to show up at the tight end position. It would be nice. Yes. I'm going to save the weed conversation for after our interview just because I want to have longer, but let's do a quick Kaepernick update because we talked about the injuries with the Ravens. Uh, it came out that Harbaugh wants Kaepernick and owner Bashadi does not, and you said, duh, right. because if Harbaugh doesn't, then the team's going to turn on him. Terrell Suggs already came out and said, right. we want him. Ryan Mallett came out and said, uh, we don't care, but that's because you don't care. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 
it's at a stalemate. Ray Lewis made some comments. Ray Lewis's comments, first of all, I don't know what his comments were. They his were all comments over the were, place. The football field is our sanctuary. If you do nothing else, young man, this is towards Kaepernick. Get back on the football field and let your play speak for itself and what you do off the field. Don't let too many people know because they go and judge you anyway. He, he pretty much just said, just focus on football. I'm happy that people are finally realizing that Ray Lewis has nothing intelligent to say ever. I love Ray. Yeah. I love him. Momentum is real. I just think Ray wants everybody to like him, and he kind of totes the line. Like, I I read, like, the transcript of what he was saying there, and I was just like, man, he was, like, sticking up for Kaepernick, but also, like, telling him to change his ways. I, I don't know what he was trying to do there. What he's saying is what we've said for a long time. He need Kaepernick to get onto a team needs to separate himself from the comments. Yeah. But the thing is, is he's not going to separate from himself from the comments because those are his comments. So a lot of these comments come out that that players say, whether it's Michael Vick or Ray Lewis, and they're saying, "Dude, you need to lay low." Right. And then it sounds like you're taking a shot at the stance that he's taking a little bit. Yes. And what they're saying is, "No, NFL teams don't like this." But everybody already knew that. Right. The interesting thing is, is um, Kaepernick, like Bishotti is going to say, this is going to hurt our bottom line. We're going to lose fans. Kaepernick was 39th on the NFLPA merchandise list yes. for all merchandise, right. and he's the 17th best-selling jersey in May. Right. So you are going to make money in some ways, but all these owners, they just don't, they want to keep themselves separated. No, and, and they just don't want to deal with it, and I just think we're all underestimating you know, we only hear about the people that support. There's only there's only articles written about Terrell Suggs reports it. I think there's an underlying current of people who don't support it, but they don't say it vocally out loud to the public. Like right. I to, like I've said to you many times, coaches. I mean, I talked to coaches this week. They still hate him. It hasn't changed. So uh, to me, where it's interesting there is. How does Greg Roman play into this, right? Mm. The old offensive coordinator for the 49ers. Just, you know, what's he saying behind the scenes to help Kaepernick? Or did he dislike him? I'd be very interested to be a Do fly Do you know anything and you're messing with us? No, I don't know anything. Okay. I really don't. I, I, I know, you know I know this, Lefko, and I said this many times. There, I was always amazed with the undercurrent of backlash from coaches and front office people I talked to last year when you would bring up Colin Kaepernick. There was no, like, there was no wiggle room. There was no nothing. It was, oh... I fucking hate that guy. What an asshole. I don't want him on my team. I mean, yeah. unanimous across the board. I can't remember the last time there was a player this divisive. Man, that's yeah, that's a good question. It is. Maybe the Mike Vick dog fighting thing. Right. Probably. Which is crazy, too, in a conversation. Because to too, compare the two. Here we had a guy who did something illegal, right? Yeah. And killed animals, and there wasn't the backlash there is for a guy that did something I just legal realized this. and within his right. Do you remember the number one defense of Mike Vick back then? I do. The what? number one defense of Michael Vick was it was part of his culture. It was how he was raised. It was how he was raised. And here, Kaepernick is going, I was raised that this is how America works. And people are like, you're disrespecting our country. I know. It's insane. It is insane. I want to do one topic before we bring Omar in here because I want it to be, I want it to be looser for Omar. Uh, are you prepared to be a Cowboys fan this season, Josh? Am I prepared to be a Cowboys yeah. fan? Do I have to be? Yeah. Did they sign Ali Haji Sheik? <laughs> no. You have to be one because do you know how Jason Garrett is motivating the Cowboys this year? Uh, With Bruce Springsteen. Oh, no way. What's he, he playing for him? He read Bruce Springsteen's book. Yep. And there's a whole chapter about how Bruce Springsteen was the king of New Jersey. Yep. Right. But they were only known in New Jersey. Yep. And they went out to California and they said, we're going to make it. And they lost a competition. And the big quote okay. was... 
this, this that Jason Garrett's told the team, this is our story, this is us. We are tired of being local heroes. Everything we did last year, we got to do it again this year, but we got to be better. And then Dak Prescott came out and said, wow, Bruce Springsteen was pretty incredible. Well, so think, now the Dallas Cowboys uh, are all Bruce fans. So first thing, I think Bruce needs to give a motivational speech to the team before week one. Let's get him in the locker room. Can you do a Bruce impression? He can't do that. They play the Giants days. week one. No, I don't have a, they play the Giants week one. Oh, he okay, can't so do never that. Mind then. Uh, Bruce Springsteen that's awesome. You ever play Bruce in the locker room? Sims, you're a Jersey guy. No, I yeah, never I don't did. Think, I don't think an it's NFL not team my, would react. It's not my style. I'm, 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 I'm in the camp of Bruce is a little overrated, right? So, like, I, I recognize a <sighs> few of the great hits. Why are you in that camp? I just, I'm not in love with Bruce Springsteen. Well, Sorry. first of all, you're from New Jersey, so even if that's how you feel, you don't say that publicly because right. Bruce is our guy. No, I'm fucking from New Jersey, and I speak the truth, right? Yeah, he's a, yeah, Sims is like Chris Christie Bruce. of the office. Hey. <laughs> yeah, except I'm not Chris Christie because I'm not a communist that would close a beach down and then go on that same beach that is the bull that is the i don't even know that is the un-new jersey like you walk move. around here saying that you would vote for chris christie for president all the time. <laughs> Such a jerk. shut your mouth <laughs> well, talk about lightening the mood for omar Man. yes omar come omar, out here get, did you make any funny cartoons of chris christie on the beach Damn right. you! So here, Omar, <laughs> where this? That's for Chris's that's, first question. That's where we're going to start. So, uh, Omar uh, is a rising superstar in the social media space. He's Already been, risen. He's been tweeted out by Bill Simmons. He runs an account that has how many followers? Six and a half million. Six Damn. and a half million. Six and a half million. House of highlights. You always hear if you look in the comments section about Omar. This is Omar. And I reached a point where it was so many people were talking about you that I said I want this guy on the podcast. But the first thing we're gonna do is Sims. What do you think Omar does for, for his like a living? Say so they're gonna make fun of me now. This right? is gonna be exciting. Well, good. So um, he makes funny videos uh, that are posted on the internet. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, Omar, when when you're like on a date, I've seen or, a few through my years. I didn't. I will. I will recognize that I didn't know Omar was in charge of these. Yes, but like over the last, when you saw him in the office, what did you think he did? I don't know. He's part of the tech table. Part of the tech table. <laughs> yeah. he, everyone that works on social media, he says, is the tech, tech table. table. Yeah. Sorry, Omar. So wait, if we say hi to each other. If I mean, you do. And Omar appreciates that. Good. Omar's a good energy in the office. Good. I like that. When you see like an old aunt or a friend's mom and they go, Omar, what do you do? What do instead you say? Instead of telling them I made an Instagram page, I tell them I made a website. Ooh. Okay. Uh, it's a good right. start. And then instead of saying Bleacher Report, I say CNN Sports Department. Ah. Oh, that that resonates there. So Omar, <laughs> Omar's from Miami and CNN is the news source of Miami. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's a good way to do it. So then they go, then wow, they you're doing well, something legitimate. Yeah, huh? yeah, they're like, oh, wow, you're so young. Congratulations. Right. And then. And then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, House of Highlights, six and a half million. It's become, the inter- the Instagram is kind of the internet's newspaper now, where like if something gets big on Instagram, it's big everywhere. Uh, how has it changed? I kind of want your weather vein of Instagram and social media right now. Like what's, what's big, what's not as big? You're talking about the social media? like wh- Social media in general. Like wh- what do you see right now? Well, Instagram is definitely king. I mean, it feels like exactly what you said. Whatever starts on Instagram doesn't just go on to Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. It goes on to ESPN shows. It goes on to Bleacher Reports, Sims and Left. More than any other social media. So why? I'm as the beginner here. Why, though? Why is Instagram taking over from that standpoint? Because it's the most addictive social media right now, and it's video. And everyone loves engaging with video. It's like having just chocolate bars, right, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sounds good. If you could, everyone would. Um, And that's what 
Instagram is uh, compared to Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And then for, so they also, the, the, it seems like the best algorithm, right. which means like you're seeing the best stuff all the time. Yes. How did you get started with this? I started in 2014 when LeBron left the Miami Heat. And then I was really bummed out. That inspired you. That inspired it. And then I never thought three years later LeBron would be liking my posts. Ah, so two things. Yeah. One, one. what was your first post? Do you remember it? It was Kyrie Irving's windmill dunk in his living room. Wow. And that was that was a huge post. Like I was looking back at it and like for the first post that did incredible numbers. Um, or do you think people went back and looked at your first it post? It was a combination. Okay. But I, I remember at the time because I had done other accounts. I did one where I used to make cool photoshops of yeah. players right so it'd be a cool mike vick edit or a brandon marshall edit or odell edit and i had gone through that process before of the first post and whatever yeah um and and when i posted the kyrie irving windmill dunk i just knew immediately that something was happening here really and then with within two months it was at another level uh why did you call yourself house of highlights it just it wasn't House of Highlights at first. It was actually the Highlight Factory. Ooh. Um, and the name we called Omar's Highlight <laughs> Page. And the name sucked. Um, no, and it I, did. I thought about it for like two, three weeks, and eventually, I think I had a buddy that said to me, you know, I, I said, which name is better, the Highlight Factory or House of Highlights? And they said House of Highlights yes. is a better name. Do you Agreed. remember the first like that you got that you went, oh shit, this oh, guy likes Snoop it? Dog. What, what like? Snoop Dogg. Oh. I called my dad. <laughs> Snoop a loop, <laughs> and and I was like, so you know who Snoop Dogg is, right? And he and, and he said, yeah. And he, I remember he liked and followed. Wow. It was a Kobe and Shaq post. So where do you get a lot of your ideas from? Like just as far as uh, are you sitting on the couch at night? Are you surfing well, the I internet? I work all the time. So you're just you're just basically Always letting wor- things just spin through your brain. Yeah, I mean everyone go. I mean when you're taking a shower, I mean you get inspired in there too, right? Because it's constantly it. on your mind. Yeah. Um, it could just be you were watching TV and maybe you see something on TV that, that you like. Sparks it. You're like, oh wow, that's an interesting concept. Let me really think about this. I'm realizing right now that yeah. Sims thinks that you make all these. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? Uh, so, we, so, so why don't you tell Sims your daily process, right? So that Sims so, can understand. So, so <laughs> do a little left. So what House of Highlights is it, it's having all of your sports fan. You're gonna have all of your content in one spot. Right. I definitely do not make a lot of the content. Okay. Right? I yeah. don't I probably don't make ma- I definitely don't make majority. Right. Um so you wake up at what time? I wake up it depends Whenever. if it's during the season, right? So let's just say I wake up at nine, ten in the morning. Yeah. First thing I'm gonna see is what's what are people talking about? What are my competitors posting? Um and then from there I see okay maybe this might be an interesting post for for my audience. And then I also get like four hundred, five hundred messages a day of people sending content they want on House of Highlights. Uh, uh. So there was a big one. There was a drive-by dunk challenge a couple weeks ago. Someone sent that clip in. I posted it, and then it became a phenomenon that everyone was copying. Yeah, so Sims, all summer, there's been NBA players, famous people, random people. It's been the meme of the summer, or the theme, that that these, and that it started from Omar's House of Highlights. Man, you're the man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Oh, and so you get four to five hundred of those. How many do you think are good? One or two, one or two. If and if there's a challenge video, then you might get a, a better frequency. Gotcha. Um, but usually it's pretty bad. It's a one to two videos. Any videos that have like just taken off where you just like didn't expect or even vice versa. Yeah, I mean even there there was yesterday there was a Madden clip. 
Okay, where Andy Dalton runs back a hundred yards. Wasn't Andy Dalton? I looked it, it up. It was a creative player. Okay, it was a creative yeah, player. But it, I watched. I it thought it was Andy Dalton. My brother sent it to me. It was runs like, back hundred yards, shit. and what happened? And then he runs back another hundred yards and, and scores. scores a touchdown. Yeah, like he weaves in and out of the players, and they're chasing him, and he somehow gets around and scores a touchdown. Right. And I that clip was everywhere this morning. Like wow. I was kind of nervous before I posted that one because I was like, I don't know how people are going to react to this. Yeah. I also like the. Cl- it was the best post from yesterday, probably the past seven. Oh, days. Oh, was that to like one point five yeah. on like multiple? accounts i also like asking i'm just the, amazed by that it's crazy i mean i amazing. also asked the question what was one that you that you didn't think was going to be big that you skipped on that was big somewhere else right that was the one it was two three weeks ago where there was a guy jumping off of like a cliff onto a slide yes and when i first saw it i was like okay it's that's a normal thing and then i think somebody else posted it or i saw it again and i was like oh my god no this is actually insane because if, so he missed, if he missed, yeah. he, he would have died or right, gotten, right. gotten seriously hurt. Right. So then I, I ran it, and then that was that was a huge miss, yeah. and luckily I, I made up for it. So you are pretty much working every day, yep. all throughout the day, yep. deep into the night. When they had the high school game, you were up till 4 in the morning doing that whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, I am fascinated because there's a lot of accounts right now that have millions of followers, and I always see people trying to sell their account. And one time I asked Omar, you know, were you ever thinking about selling it? And you told me that you got hacked. And that was the first time you said, and that kind of led you here to Bleacher Report. Yep. So what? take me through the day of when you got hacked, because I think this story is crazy. Okay. Can you tell Chris what it means it, to be hacked as well? Well, let's get, what Chris, what do you think it means to be hacked? Somebody overtook one of his social accounts. And, yes. yes. Okay, so you're right on that. Somebody hacked my American Express card two days ago. Similar okay. concept. Very really? similar. Concept. How much did they spend? I just uh, I got an um, instant fraud thing from American Express. They are good with that. hundred dollars, nine ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents at a casino. Ooh, oh, yes, okay. they're trying to make it rich on my money. <laughs> so Sorry, it, it was a Sunday. I believe it was Dolphins versus Titans. Okay. okay, I'm a Dolphin fan. We won that game. Cameron Wake had like six, six and a half sacks. Right. Oh, I um, remember that. Game. That was a crazy game. Yeah. yeah. So I was feeling good, and then one of my buddies says, hey, let's go to the Microsoft store. One of our bur- friends' birthday was coming up. They're giving out, giving, out, giving out free gift cards. So I said, sure, let's go. So it was like five, six of us. We all go to the Microsoft store. Um, and then I look at my phone, and it has no service on there. I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe I'm just in the mall, and, and I'm not having service right now. Um, we're in line, and then the lady says, you need to download three Microsoft uh, apps so you get the gift card. So I turn on the Wi-Fi, and immediately when I turn on the Wi-Fi, I get a bunch of emails. Hey, your password's been changed. Hey, this has been changed. Hey, this has been changed. Jeez. How like, many followers did you have at this point? 1.2 million. And that could be sold for how much? I heard a rumor that he was trying to sell it for like $30,000. Okay. Sell what? Exactly. Hold on. So keep going the story. So you're getting all these emails. I'm getting all these emails. So it, every single account of mine was hacked. So my personal Twitter, my personal Facebook, my personal Instagram. Every single email Get I off ever- the porn site, Omar. <laughs> Every single email was also hacked. Right. Um, and the way he did that was he, he hit up T-Mobile and tri- tried impersonating me. And eventually he just kept saying, hey, I'm Omar. I live in Orlando. Um, I can't. My, my SIM card is broken. Can you change my SIM card? Um, and 20 times they kept asking for the security pin. They said no. Eventually one Somebody person cracked. cracked. Right. And when that happened, when you do a password reset these days, yeah. you do it through your phone where it sends a text message to your right. phone. Right, it's really annoying So he sometimes. was in. So once he got my phone number yeah. and had access to it, it was over. Right. And he changed everything. Damn. And the good Doug Bernstein over at Bleacher Report, I hadn't, we hadn't even gone deep in discussions about yeah. giving the page over to Bleacher Report. 
He did it out of the kindness of his heart. What did he do? He contacted people on Facebook, told them to investigate the thing. Oh. They investigated for about two weeks, and then they, they're like, okay, yeah, Omar wait, is the rightful you, owner. What was your reaction? Like, you ran out of the store. Oh, I ran. So, me and my buddy, I said, hey, man, <laughs> my life's about to change if we do not stop this before yes. it's too late. So, we ran from inside the Microsoft, from Florida Mall all the way to the parking lot like idiots. We were running through the Macy's. We might even, like, drop some perfume yeah. just because we were running like crazy. And, you know, it still got hacked. But yeah. I always re- remember that he ran. And he my sold it. The, I'm not completely sure okay, if he, he did. He tried to he sell definitely his tried selling it, and I And I know there was someone that said that he was in, in, in contact with. And he was trying to Could sell that it. even happen? I mean, can that happen even if he sells it and then someone's going to realize it's been hacked, right? And all these things happen. I don't know. Omar would be the guy I would ask on this. Yeah, I mean, you can do a, a wire transfer, right? So, like, a lot of scams are done through wire transfers. Right. But, I mean, legally, you still would have been able to go after this if guy. The, the guy was overseas. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll, it, it gets, it gets too crazy. But right. isn't that crazy, crazy that you can start these accounts and That's they can be worth that much money? That's unbelievable. How much do you think House of Highlights would be worth right now? I don't know, man. Who wow. owns That's it? <laughs> you have a Bleacher Report. <laughs> bleacher Report. Damn yeah. you, Bleacher <laughs> Report. So we have to have, we'll, ask, we'll have to ask Finco. Uh, let me ask you another question. So the NBA, part of the reason I think it's been so popular is because of Instagram and all that and the ability to share. We are primarily an NFL podcast. Mm-hmm. The only people that are posting stuff are the NFL sites. Yeah. Do you think it hurts them a lot just of as course. someone that surveys of statistics? Of I, I shouldn't be getting more. I'm, I'm one man show. I'm 23 years old. I should not be getting more views than the NFL mm-hmm. on their Instagram page. And that's because they post highlights five, six days after they've, they've happened. Right. So you're not owning that moment. Like people have already seen it at that point. What? Is that, is that, that's yeah, what they, they do? They've had the strangest social media policy. Well, I, I, mean, I just not, haven't understood it's it. It's not shocking. I mean, it's yeah. the NFL. <laughs> yeah. How it's would you rank by the four major rich sports white guys who don't policies. really know what the hell they're doing? NBA, NFL, Major NBA, League Baseball, NHL. NBA. Far and away number one. Number one. It's not even close. It's mm. not even close. MLB is a distant second. MLB second. Yeah, because they've been posting... At first, they were just like the NFL. They right. were very like against social media. Sure. And then eventually, about a year, no, two years ago, they started really embracing the whole highlight concept. And they've been posting all their highlights on Instagram. They have some treatments on there, too. Yeah, they've yeah. been doing a better job. So the MLB, it's still a distant second, though. The NBA is definitely. And then who's ahead, NFL or NHL? NHL. NHL, actually. NFL's last. NFL's for you. last. That's embarrassing. NFL's um, last. In terms of when you see, uh, okay, so NBA, I notice when LeBron posts something, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. When Russell Westbrook singing and dancing, it's everywhere. everywhere. Joel Embiid, social media superstar. NFL, who are the guys that There's when only they, one, Odell Beckham Jr. He's the only guy. He's the only guy. He can do anything that goes viral. Really? So when you get something sent to you about Odell, it's up? Yeah. yeah. Wow. No one else. Not Tom Brady. Not Tom Brady. Not anybody else. Who was anybody even closest? I mean, there I, I know there's one. No, it was Aaron Rodgers because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an interesting social media guy. Because of he, Olivia Munn. And, and also he's he had outspoken this, about things. Yeah, he also right. had this weird obsession with uh, Zaza Pachulia on the Warriors. Oh, right. Where the only person he followed on Instagram was Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> and everyone was trying to figure out, like, why is he the only guy you're following on Instagram? <laughs> right. And... That's During the so NBA awesome. Finals, he went, got courtside tickets, and then took a picture with Zaza Pachulia and posted it, and that was it. And he's I, the best. <laughs> the best of all time. So he's, 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 he's definitely an interesting He is. So not even, not even Marshawn or the Bennett brothers? That's, Marshawn's a good one, but 
it, it's not really him himself. It's when he's on a podcast or he's on a TV show where right. that goes super viral. So if the NFL hits you up and said, you built House of Highlights, you've turned it into a monster, help us take over the NFL, what would be one of the first things you would do? Put highlights everywhere. Allow, Just allow, all the time. allow, yeah. Really Maybe embrace build a house it. of highlights. You could do that. that you could good. do that. Really embrace um, not only the social media community, but really embrace like video in general, and and use these guys, right? Like use Odell, use Marshawn to to really empower your social media brand. If somebody was like, I got these really great highlights, I want Omar to see. Do you have any advice for them? Just send it to House of Highlights. I look at everything. You're gonna get so many. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've gotten some of the weirdest things. I bet. Everything you can imagine, I've gotten. Man. Anything that comes to mind? I That's <laughs> non-sexual, gross in nature? No, they're all, they're all, all the weird ones are definitely sexual. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah Sims, right, what's your take on I, hearing all this? Well, it's just like uh, he has a special gift. It, I'm amazed by all of it. I mean, I mean I, this is what I always tell Bleacher. When I, people ask me about Bleacher Report, I'm usually just like, man, we got all the right social yeah. computer nerds of the world. Sorry, Omar, I'm not trying to like, no. I'm just saying, but we no got way. all those guys that know all those type of things to, they're always ahead of the curve. That's what I'm amazed by. And I am so in the dark, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to people even at this company. It's just, I'm kind of a meathead, and I follow sports, and I follow football, and I just can't, I got kids, and I can't be Instagramming and Snapchatting and so doing your, that crap. So your kids use, so, your kids have, use Instagram? No. They no, use I keep musically. The, I try to keep them. Yes, they do, but but nothing posted totally. Like my wife is totally against like putting my kids in the public eye. So yeah, like we've had to yell at my brother's girlfriend to say like, get my kids off your stupid. I, I want Instagram. you to know, I don't think I don't anyone gets angry that you don't know things. Right. I think we all think it's really cute. Yeah, okay, I think it's funny. Did. All right, good. Yeah, yeah like right, Omar thinks it's funny. Yeah. Uh, so I remember having a conversation with Finocchio one time about websites, and he was saying that because of the Facebook algorithm change that he doesn't see anyone becoming a behemoth anymore, that most of them have already been created. I'm curious with you, um, do you think that Instagram accounts can still be built up or have we reached that moment where the big ones are made? Because like I'll, I follow a it's bunch of It's definitely saturated. It's definitely like a really saturated market that it's hard to get into. But if you, if you work hard, like these guys don't work as hard as you think they do. Some of these bigger accounts, right? Okay, because at a certain point, like once you've made it, you kind of get lazy. Of course, that's everything. So that's yeah. And so if you can take advantage of uh, a community that's underserved, or you know, a demographic that's not it's underserved, right? You can you can make something as long as you're creative and you work hard. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Shit. Isn't that the key to everything? Yeah, you that's know? the truth. That's why your know, cliches are true, but uh, people don't want to believe it. Yeah. All right, so you're 23 years old. I'm going to end it here. Uh, we have young people that you're listen to us. You're 23 years yeah. old? Damn, Omar. Killing it. That's crazy. He's the Derek Carr of the, the Instagram game. Shit. You're going to have people bidding over you soon. You're going to have NFL is going to call you. You know that, right? They're going to And, end up and calling if they you. do, you know team. who your agents are. They're yeah. going to call Sims you. And Lefko. Sims and Lefko. Yes. Sims and Lefko can be a law firm. Right. But we, I don't want right. to fight. I don't like, know exactly <laughs> what you do, but I don't <laughs> think you're a weekly listener of the Sims and Lefko podcast. Or even. I think you'd be a great agent, to be honest with you. Hey, thanks, man. Sims will walk in and be like, do you know what the fuck he did on the Insta page with the face chat? What would be your advice to young people? Work hard. Work hard, man. That's how I got here. I haven't taken a day off in three years. Obviously, that's not possible for everyone but if you can just outwork everyone you've got a shot 
Mm. Way to go, Omar. Uh, that was Sounds nice. Yes. I feel I'm ready to run through a yeah, wall right he's now. He's a mature 23-year-old. That's yeah. why I would have never guessed it. I mean, just never. never appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I appreciate anyone that walks through this office like I do and goes, how you living? Yeah. How's your day going? Right. I appreciate yeah. it. Omar, you're the man. Thanks, guys. Hope Good. you have an awesome rest of the you day. Too. Coming on, man. We're going to talk shit about you when you leave. Though. For sure. Are we going to talk about weed now? or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so weed has been a big topic this week. Uh, the NFL apparently, according to the Washington Post, reached out to the Omar's awesome. He is awesome. awesome. He's a great That's amazing. I mean, any young person that works hard on Well, and he, like you've always said, he has a good energy, always says hello to me, and I had no clue that he was in charge of that until yeah. last night you told me he was coming we, on, and I looked up his We picture. went to the Bahamas like, yeah. with him last year for the uh, Nike EYBL basketball game, and we spent like just hours sitting with him just talking about House of Highlights and right. what he does. I mean, his days are crazy. He's up until like all hours of the morning just like scrolling through the videos. Weeds, right, yeah. the weeds. I mean, he has to look at 500 yeah. videos a day. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Who watches 500 uh, by videos the way, a day? Injury update, bro. Brought to you by the BR app. Will Fuller breaks collarbone in practice out indefinitely. Damn. That's from Shefty. Yep. He won't BR be back. App. He won't be back till week eight. That's a huge part of that you know, offense. Yeah, I mean, collarbone, that's a tough one for a frail wide receiver. As soon as somebody tackles him and falls on him, you can re-break it. So you got to really wait till it heals. Uh, Washington Post saying that the NFL reached out to the NFLPA with an offer to work together in order to research the effects of marijuana in pain management. Uh, so they're at least talking about it. And then Natalie Weiner from Bleacher Report, MAG, uh, wrote an article about can weed make you a better athlete? And right. that one found that in animals, they it actually helps with recovery and interviews. Interviewed a Helps lot their of brain, right? their brain and all that. Right. And NHL and NFL players talking about, oh, yeah, the NFL, they only test once a year, so I was able to smoke my entire career, and yeah. it helped me out. Right. I imagine that that's what you've heard. It, it is what I've heard. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll say this. I was in the drug program six out of the eight years I was in the NFL, so yeah. if you guys want to know that. I always toted the line. I was that idiot where, no, I didn't like get suspended or lose you know anything yes. like that, but... When I knew, okay, we knew always like April 20th was the day they could start to test you, right? I just Wait, always. They could start testing on 420. 420 is the day they've made it, right? Who Which made is, that decision? Yeah, like, the smartest person ever. <laughs> so uh, it, it's, I always towed the line and I, you know, got unlucky a few times and ended up in the program. That's why when I got arrested, I was like, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't smoke. I, have, I can't. I'm in the yes. program. <laughs> um, I'll never forget. And I've told this story on this podcast before. When we went to Raiders camp yep. and we met Donald Penn, your buddy. Yes. And he was like, he was, you were like, how are you? He yeah. goes, I got tested today. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, sorry. And you guys both shot me a look and were like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's celebration. It's the greatest day ever. He could smoke for the rest of the year now. Right. Yes. What percentage of the NFL do you think when they pass the test that day they're smoking? It's greater than 50%. I do believe. I saw like in Natalie's article, I think uh, the football player she talked to said she thought he, he put it at 50%, at least 50%. It's at least 50%. I would say um, the majority of the teams I was on, would be, it would be closer to somewhere be 70, 75. Now, not everybody is like, you know, you had your group of guys that, yeah, smoked every day. And then you had a group of guys that, you know, maybe smoked on a Friday night. And that yeah. was it. Um, but, yes, a certain amount of guys. And to me, listen. Do we know all the good and bad about marijuana yet? No. But the point is, is alcohol is legal and it's way worse for you than marijuana. I would say this. Having um, been someone that has done 
like opioids before right and seen how it makes me feel after like a wisdom tooth or whatever and then hearing people like brett Favre talk about the addiction if this could be a substitute that is no. a non-addictive yes yes there's an opioid opioid epidemic is unreal in this country right now it's i one have of the biggest problems we I have. have a lot of sympathy for players that can't do it that it could help them i have no sympathy for guys that fail the test though yeah i get you, you. literally have to just not do it for a month yep. and pass that test and then 11 months you're fine well it could be a, a, it can be four months. That's, right, what right, 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 right. that's where it happens. And, and that's where it happens where I think as you know me too, or you know anybody, you're like, damn, I'm a grown man here. I'm a grown man on a Saturday night and I can't do what I want to do. Were there I would, s- you know, I just, it's crazy. I, well, the interesting thing for me, sorry for interrupting you. No, uh, I know I do it a lot. Um, NFL players, I think when we start thinking about weed smoke, we think about guys sitting together, watching TV, eating food, and just kind of using weed like that. Right. Do you, do you were, were you ever around somebody that truly used it as pain management that had like certain amounts and after a game they were like I'm going to only do a little bit and and treat it like medicine? No, no. Okay. But I think guys were very aware that it did make their bodies feel better and it took some of the soreness away. I, I mean that was talked about all the time. Like, really? Yeah. I mean just say hey, I'm going to go get on one and let my body relax and you know I mean that was a com- common conversation. Yes. Uh, and I do think those guys that were smoking weed were less less uh you know less viable or what am I trying to say to do opioids like mm. you know they were less at risk less to at do. risk to do it yes I always felt like the guys that popped the pills were the the drinkers on the team like mm. the beer drinkers they were looking for a little extra buzz on a Friday night let me throw a Viking in it and then I'll throw my beers down after I, I have two things uh, one I'll never forget when I interviewed Keyshawn for that company Thuzio yeah and I asked him what percentage of your Bucks team smoked weed because oh. we had talked about it, he was like eighty percent yeah I, I would say that was maybe at even higher lunch. In between camp days. Uh, in between practices, before practice. The other yes. thing is, my trainer came up to me recently and was like, I read something that smoking weed before a workout helps you out. Yeah, right. I watched and the I show was- on uh, Chelsea Handler, did a whole thing on it. My wife loves Chelsea Handler on Netflix. And it has become a fad, right, about getting high and then working out. And there's talking about some benefits. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know. To me, again, it just I always look at it, not saying I'm condoning it for everybody in the world, but I look at it and go... With the opioid addiction, and then, I mean, easily the five dumbest things I ever did in my life were under the consumption of alcohol. Easily. And added to the fact that people die from alcohol, it's the number one causer for heart disease in our country. And uh, it's poison. It's just controlled. Alcohol is poison. It's controlled poison, and people die. If you smoke 10 pounds of weed, you're just going to pass out and fall asleep. It's not a good conversation between you and me because we both agree on this so much that it's like, and I haven't really met anybody that's against it. And Coulter. Yeah, exactly. All right, Uh, right, let's get to some quotes of the week. We're going to go from weed to tacos. Woo! Rod Mirinelli uh, with Taco Charlton on his D-line. Taco Charlton was asked, you know, what does Rod call you? He's a big nickname guy. And Taco was like, well, it's tough because... Josh, you cheater. Uh. He he, He goes, it's tough because my name's already Taco. Well, apparently Rod has called him Taquito, Taco Chip, but I don't know what that is. Pita chip, and then when asked, Rod said, "Honestly, whatever Mexican food I eat, that's what I'm calling him." <laughs> Rod's a big nickname guy, though. He definitely is. Yes. Did you ever get a nickname from Rod? Marinelli? I don't remember. Uh, no, I, I was. He always called me Young Man. You know, I don't know young why. Man. I, I just remember it. probably because he knew your dad. He just he's a yeah, 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 hey, how you doing, Young Man? He'd look at me and I'd shake. And my he'd hand. waddle, back waddle and back and forth. <laughs> had these gigantic calves, uh, but. Man, he is the character, Rod Marinelli, and, and I'm sure like 
Taco loves him because I've yeah. never met a defensive lineman that doesn't. Uh, Terrence Newman, former Cowboy, now Minnesota Viking, yep. uh, was asked about Super Bowl, and his quote was, you know hot babes in college, you might get eye contact, maybe a smile, but you never hear from her again, right? So I'm chasing this hot babe known as the Lombardi Trophy. That was Terrence Newman's quote. <laughs> I like quad. that. That's a good You one. faced him in college, right? I did, man. They were good. I mean, him and Kansas Darren State. Sproles on that Kansas State oh. team. T. New intercepted me on the one-yard line. Uh, I thought I threw a touchdown pass, and he jumped like 50 inches in the air and went and got it. And we ended up winning the game. But Darren Sproles, that team, those K-State teams were oh, legit. When they beat Oklahoma, right? That those big those upset. Years, those are my years. Do, do NFL players talk about the Lombardi Trophy in weird ways? Um... Like, do they fantasize about holding it and stuff? Uh, yes, everybody does. Uh, the it's that's where I get you know me. I get so frustrated when people go, "Oh, NFL players don't care. They just they're in it for the money." Like, no, you're, it's so wrong. The conversations about winning and having a Super Bowl ring and wanting to play on national TV and be in the big spotlight are yeah. constant in NFL player conversations. One last quote of the week: MJ was. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the Levar Ball thing because it's too much, but he apparently ranks Kobe ahead of LeBron. And his quote was, there's something about five that beats He's three. He's been saying that since for five years. He has a problem with LeBron, first of all. Yes, I mean, he does. He does. He's threatened by LeBron because LeBron is close to as good as he is. I'm so sick of the five to three argument. I'm so sick of it. If, if LeBron had Shaquille O'Neal to start his fucking career, he'd have three more, too. So stupid. It's three to two, LeBron. The best argument that Sims makes about championships is when he throws his dad under course, the bus. Of course, it shuts everybody up. Is when he goes, they he goes. So you're saying that my dad is a better quarterback than Dan Marino because exactly he right. has one title and right. he has none. That's stupid. Yeah, it's, and then everybody starts just to go. Oh, that's that's. You're right. Are you going to tell me Eli Manning's better than Brett Favre because he's got two and Brett's got one? Come on, get the hell out of here with that crap. Yeah, it's good. It's a yeah, really good it's argument. It's a good one, right? And it, it takes that personal level with it's me. It's a with lot my dad of shit. And Chris is going to throw his dad Chris like that. Gonna, he's yeah, right. It's a lot better than your uh, Shrek thing. <laughs> Shrek's you, not real. He used to do the Shrek's not real thing all the time. I don't know if I've ever heard you do that. Yes, You've yeah. heard me do Shrek's not Shrek, real. I, right. It's when he's talking about Tom Brady I've done and he that. goes, I have to tell my kids that Shrek's not real. Tom Brady's 39 years old. He's not real. Yeah. Yeah, it's his whole I thing. I really don't think I've ever heard that, but we can do it after the I'd podcast. like to one time play uh, Lefko guesses what Sims' response is going to be and Fendrick asks questions and I just give the Sims's Sims answer. Uh, let let me really good. quick. So, uh, I was supposed to do a read for Netflix what? for a, for an advertisement. Uh, for uh, a let's save it because we actually got a Twitter question about it. No joke. So okay. I can just work it into the segment. Well, no, no. I'm gonna just. I wanted to be given a better plug. Oh, okay. So there's a series on Netflix called Last Chance You, and they've been kind enough to sponsor the podcast. And they said, "Hey, why don't you talk about it?" And I went, "I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't really want to watch this thing." I binge watched of in like a day. I didn't even mean to. So there's this series on Netflix called Last Chance You about this uh, JUCO in East Mississippi, EMCC. Sure. Um, and it's about this team, and it's just what all JUCOs are. Right. A ragtag group of guys that can't make grades or right. got in trouble right. or got kicked out. Mississippi's got some of the best junior colleges for that. Well, this one has won like three national championships, yes, right. and this year it was an amazing series. I highly recommend it. If you have Netflix, check it out. It's a really, really good series. Um, I'll I, check it out. Yeah, I did not mean to watch it. I right. was going to watch one episode and come on here and say that I watched it, but my girlfriend like fell asleep on the couch and woke up and she goes, you're still watching And they're us. sponsoring us? Yeah. Throw That's us awesome. Cash. Okay, I'm going to watch it then for sure. Look at that. 100%. Yeah, so last chance you check it out. We actually have a question about it. Well, no, uh, Xavier Fernandez tweeted in, then this was not 
plan and he said any thoughts on the Netflix show Last Chance You yeah, so I was going to work awesome. it in organically but then you just did the read right off the bat yeah, I'm glad I, you I, liked it I, I'll give them I, I, like, I like supporting things that are good yeah brands advertisers <laughs> Oreo cookies no but I'm happy about this one Netflix Last Chance You it is really good I mean there are so many like deliverance it's like do you know how we do it here at East Mississippi right. and they start oh it's so good it's just great because what 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 scared me that the first few shots showing how in the middle of nowhere it was I went I've lived in places like this in Nebraska oh I know it's uh, it brought me back to an, a darker I, I time I hear you yep I don't want to be there uh, all right, let's get to uh, whoa. I'm gonna stand up for a second. Yeah, you Stretch pass out the out? old legs. Oh, it's just hot as hell. Yeah, it you look hot. you look really sweaty. I'm hot. I got really hot just in the last. All two right, minutes. let's go to some whoa big off seasons. Uh, Jonathan Stewart with a big quote. Oh, hold on, I didn't get to my last. Oh no, I did. Okay, stop uh, it, little love go. Jonathan Stewart on Christian McCaffrey quote. Nobody in this league will be able to cover him one on one. I've mm. seen this quote now everywhere. Yes. Are you buying the hype on C Mac? I am buying it. Yes. Um, I mean, for guys in Carolina, they've seen enough good players. For them to be saying those kind of things, it's, it's legit. And I think you and I both know just from watching Christian McCaffrey last year, I mean, we talked about it a ton during the draft. His route running was as good as anybody in the draft. Yeah. So uh, that, with the added fact that he's going to be coming out of the backfield and be getting favorable matchups, that's yes. what's scary. Another, whoa, big offseason, uh, Billy O'Brien. Billy O! On Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Quote, Deshaun Watson is ahead of any rookie quarterback I've ever been around. That's interesting. That's high praise. I don't think Billy O would just throw that out there for bullcrap reasons. Only one problem, Sims. Here are the rookie quarterbacks he's been around. Tom Savage, Matt Gutierrez, Kevin O'Connell, Zach Robinson, Ryan Mallett, and Brian Hoyer. Yes, that is not exactly the best. But guys like Hoyer, they're students of the game. Uh, even Tom Savage, I heard, is a pretty good student as well. Yeah. Uh, still, That's still high praise. I think it was big because back in like May, he was saying he's got a long way to go. Right. And apparently, everyone is raving about Deshaun Watson in camp. Yeah. Like the big writer down there, John McClain, compared him to Warren Moon. Uh, I read something online today that said that the Houston Texans are insanely optimistic right now about what they're seeing out of Deshaun Watson. That's amazing. If they can if feel he, comfortable that he's starting, those are the two teams. Yeah. Kansas City and Houston. Right. If Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes pick up these offenses faster than we think they are going to, right. oh, baby. Yeah, that would be awesome. I it mean, Deshaun be. Watson, again, I just think too many people undervalued him in the draft. You know, listen, I, I know there were some concerns and everything, but like we said during the time, the concerns everybody were talking about were Clemson's offense, not Deshaun Watson. I understand people were a little, hey, listen, I was a little taken back that he threw like 49 miles per hour on the hard throw, and you don't see him rip into balls all the time. But I watched enough film of him to know that he can throw the 100-mile-per-hour fastball when he has to, and he's just a baller. He knows how to play football. Mm. He's a gamer. He's unfazed by the situations, even when he came here and played like the Madden Sim with you or whatever. Yes. I mean, to me. What a guy. Yes, exactly right. You could just tell he's not phased by anything and just a good, normal dude. Whoa, the biggest offseason I've ever read. Whoa. We previewed it on Monday. Von Miller. Yeah. I said this last offseason when I was watching his Instagram stories. If you remember this before last year, I said, I'm a little bit worried that Von's going to have an off year. Mm -hmm. I talked about how he's doing Dancing with the Stars. Yes. He was constantly doing advertising commitments. He had a very good year last year. He did. But he's prepared to have the biggest year of his career. Von Miller had a secret trainer that has worked with some other big guys. He's known as Hell's Trainer because apparently he takes you through hell. His name is Frank Matriciano. Okay? Yep. 
Vaughn currently is just over 250 yep. with only 6.3% body fat. Right. Teammates are coming out and saying the difference is obvious. Peter King has said that Von Miller's thighs, he's never seen anything like that in a recent article. Matriciano came out and said, you're going to go damn. I thought last year was something. Right. Von Miller, to me, was already one of the best athletes in the league. Yes. And if everybody is looking at him and going, oh, shit. Right. Oh, shit. Yes. The one thing that I love about this Frank Matriciano guy, he doesn't Instagram, he doesn't Twitter, Great. and anything that Vaughn put out, he blurs out his face. And I love trainers that do this. Because yes. every other trainer, we talked about the Ty Montgomery running back right. coach. We talk, about, we talk about Carmelo. We always see the guy. If this guy doesn't want to be seen, I love it. His whole thing is he takes you to limits that you didn't know were possible. Sure. And he never does things that anyone else is doing. Things like running up the base of the Golden Gate Bridge mm. with weighted vest and medicine balls. Right. Not with certain reps in mind until you literally can't go anymore. Right. So he stops working out when your body shuts down, right. which is scary as hell, but oh my gosh. He apparently does another thing called a save the kids workouts, where he puts weighted vests on you, hanging off of you, and you're on monkey bars, and you go back and forth as many times, constantly telling you, you're going from one side and you're picking up a child and you're going to the other side to save them so that when you stop, you're killing children. Right. He's just in these guys' minds. Other Broncos have gone and worked out with him and they've only done it once because they've never been worked out and it's crazy. Right. Here's how crazy Vaughn got. During OTAs, he flew Matriciano to Colorado twice a week before practice, practices, and then in between camps, lived with, like, went out there for weeks and worked out with him. I am so excited to see Von Miller this year. I am too. So when you hear this, right. is that above and beyond for what you've seen? It is above and beyond. I'll say this. It's above and beyond, and I love to hear the dedication. I really do, the work ethic. I'll say I'll throw a caveat out there, okay. though, right? Uh-oh. Sometimes I worry about when I hear guys with these type of workouts. Like, yeah, okay, he might have put it on 10 pounds, but did he do things that were... Uh, epicenter to his skill set and what he has to do. Gotcha. Like you've always heard me say. So, yeah, okay. But then he, you did see him at that camp thing and said all he was showing was his first step. I know. So, I, I, so I'm hoping he's doing doing all that along with yes. it. That would be the – that's the one thing I go because – You don't want to be too much strength. No, I could be – I, I had years where I was the – I was the greatest, you know, after practice sprinter on the team. Like, yeah. oh, we're running gasser, sideline to sideline. Champ Bailey, watch this crap. You can't run with me. Yeah. But I didn't maybe necessarily get my top end speed or my maximum strength mm. to where it needs to be. And that's where, you know, again, we've had this conversation where it's a game about three and four second explosions. So as long as there's a balance there between I top will, endurance and explosions. Because you know that I'm reading like every NFL newspaper yeah, right now. Yeah. The stories out of Denver that he's whooping. Uh, there, there. I have read an article every day yeah. that points out that offensive linemen aren't even getting a hand on Von yeah. Miller. I like would, Ty Sambrello, yeah. like there, he's like Von Miller is spinning people. He's going by them so fast. I, I mean, Von Miller. I, I, I would say if you lined him up 
with all the great DBs and NFL wide receivers, and you had him run a 20-yard race, Von Miller would beat most of the great ones. I mean, he was shutting his, down running backs on 40-yard go His takeoff is legit. I mean, like Odell Beckham legit out of the box. And don't worry, he also enjoyed his summer. Uh, Von Miller spent 40 days in Europe following Drake on tour. I read that. I remember reading that. On the Peter King article, and he saw Drake 22 times. Man. That's he's living the life. Listen, we saw I saw him I here in New York a few times in the offseason. I saw him in the old office. You know, he was I told you he was, Who, in, Vaughn yeah, or he was in the lobby. Vaughn. And he's an he's an Aggie and oh, yeah, the you're talking about making money, yeah. But yeah, he was going to invest some of his money in the hedge fund. But well, man, he I'll looked tell you phenomenal what, then too. You know what Vaughn did is also doing? He has a personal videographer following him around. Cool. Drake does that. Uh, Kanye West does that, which I'm sure is where he got it from. I think Odell, I don't know if Odell's doing that, but these guys are realizing that they are, like Omar's a house of highlights, that's an account. They are an account. And the more that they build up their media and the more that they build up their entity and the bigger they get, the more famous they get, the longer their brand will last. And I think that's really, really smart. All right, you ready to do some tweets? I am. Are you ready yeah, for some tweets? Yeah, Joshi Washi. Let's twat some stuff. Okay, first question, <laughs> Alberto Musali at Alberto a Musali. Musali. For Sims, which Bucks quarterback did you learn the most from, Garcia, Johnson, or Greasy? Oh, uh, a little bit from all of them, but I, hmm, I would say Brad Johnson still. You know, Brad Johnson, first of all, Brad Johnson was at a point in his career where he was secure enough to tell me little things, right? Yeah, uh, maybe Greasy was not. Greasy was competing with a little bit. Garcia, when he first got there, was very threatened by me as well, even though I, at that point, really couldn't throw because of my injury. Um, but, yes, uh, I would say Brad Johnson taught me a lot, not only just just how to conduct myself even better. I really felt Brad Johnson was like a – he was. I felt like he was almost like a chip off my dad's block a little bit. Like he was like, I, had, I had like a dad junior on the team when he yeah. was there. Guntner at Guntner FB, what has you both excited and disappointed about your favorite team so far in camp news? Lefko, we'll start with you and the Eagles. Say it again. Excited and disappointed about your favorite team in training camp news. And Sims, we'll come to you next for the Giants. Sure. Uh, I think the thing that's exciting me the most about the Eagles is the talk of how the wide receiving core has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like Alshon, Jeffrey, and Torrey Smith, and then the runoff effect is that Nelson Aguilar has like completely changed. Picking his game up. All of a sudden, competition came in, right. and that's been great. Right. Uh, the thing that's really disappointing is part of the reason they look so good is the cornerbacks are getting absolutely burned, and apparently Patrick Robinson might not even make the team. That's mm-hmm. how bad he's looked. Right. And so right now, the starting corners for the Eagles are Jalen Mills and Brooks. Yeah, and they have Ron no Brooks. Ron Brooks, and they yeah. have no one else. And I'm just thinking, oh, Odell, Dez. Yeah, that's a little scary. And then the Redskins guys. Who is the the receiver? Uh, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor Jameson has looked. Crowder. I, that's another guy. Yeah. Every time I go online, there's a clip of Terrell Pryor, Pryor doing a one handed catch or killing somebody. Listen, I think Terrell Pryor is going to have a huge year. This there year. is no doubt. I mean, he was on the Browns last year and had a huge career. Hey, right. Yeah. I mean, we said it last year. First of all, I mean, he's a superstar talent. Superstar. Superstar. They upgraded. People look at it and go, "Oh, they lost to Sean and Pierre Garçon." Yeah. They upgraded. They did not. They did not. Those guys are towards the end of their career. It's going down a hill. Terrell Pryor is gives on you Pierre Garçon on crack. 
Yes. And then Deshaun Jackson, that's just lost speed. Right. But they, they have a lot of faith in Chris Thompson. Yeah. And Jamison Crowder. Sure. And I have huge faith in those guys. Right. And then so what has excited you about the Giants and disappointed you? I mean, yes. I mean, the Giants, I guess, are my first love. Like I've always told people, I don't root for them week in and week out because of relationships. So sometimes I root for other teams. But uh, the Giants thing, listen, Sterling Shepard was a huge blow today because I can't. Depending I, on what happens. Depending yeah. on what happened. Um I think more than anything, the most disappointing thing to me is the fact that they haven't given Odell Beckham Jr. a new contract yet. Do you think it's soon? I do think it's soon. I do. So they came out and said they are they are tabling discussions between Odell and Justin Pugh. Right. And you still think they're working on I it? I do. I don't think I think the Mara family is just being smart. They're trying to kind of send the right message out to the organization that this isn't going to be tolerated and all that. I think they're behind the scenes working out numbers with Odell Beckham Jr. They don't want this to go into the year. They don't want that. Listen, I just been around. I was around it with Brandon Marshall in Denver. It, I don't care if as good as it is right now. There's going to be a point in the year where it's going to get very contentious between the two, and it's going to get personal. And then that's when things can be damaged beyond repair. And then all of a sudden, you go, "Huh, the best receiver in football is on another team, and we let him go for what? An extra million or two dollars? What's the number guaranteed in years that if you were Odell's oh. agent, you would be happy with? Oh gosh, like you'd turn to Odell and go, "Odell, this is this is good." Yeah, and I mean, on the lower end. Yeah, I mean, I think I would want to. I would want to see somewhere like, I would want to see like somewhere like six for one twenty. And how many guaranteed? Sixty. Yes, somewhere in that range. So it's like a three-year, sixty million dollar yeah, deal. Yeah, basically. That's like some Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck right. shit. That's man, it's, and he's worth it. He is worth it. I hope he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> Next question, Blake Andrew Pace at Blake Pace GTX. You talked Monday about John Gruden's return next season. Say the Packers disappoint and they can Mike McCarthy. Is that the best situation for Gruden? Ooh, he would be interested in it. I know that. Him and Aaron Rodgers together, what would that oh, room be like? It would be amazing because Gruden would really just play with them. I mean, Gruden would just, you know... Gruden is great if he loves you, making you feel even better about yourself, right? And if he thinks you're a top-tier player, he can really shape you into being like, oh, no, you're t- you take over. You're the man. You've always said he's good with vets, right. not great with rookies. Yes, exactly right. And I just think uh, Aaron Rodgers, hey, listen, we texted this year. He was doing what? The game uh, against the Redskins, I think, this year? The Green Bay-Washington game? Yes. Or, or it might have been another. It you texted been, him Monday night. Yeah, yeah it was actually the Philadelphia game. They were playing the Eagles. And Aaron Rodgers tore the crap out of it, us. Right. And I texted him during the game. I I said, I said something like, man, Rodgers is unbelievable. I think he's the greatest quarterback i ever seen. And he texted back like a few minutes later like, I man, right. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> last, awesome. last Twitter question, just one more topical thing from the week. Daniel Hunter at Dan Law Hunter. Is what Jamal Adams said about CTE just another hashtag, whoa, big offseason article? So Jamal Adams uh, was sitting there. I don't was Goodell right there too. I don't, I don't remember, but he was asked about CT and if it scared him, and he said honestly, if I could die anywhere, right here on the field is where I would want to die. Uh, other people have come out. I think it was one of the Bennett brothers said, "Why are you taking this stuff so seriously?" And uh, Adams clarified his his statement afterwards and said he was just being you know metaphorical. And people clapped, which was really weird. All right, well either way, if the guy wants to die in the football field, it's his fucking life. He can die wherever the fuck he wants. Everybody. 
buddy. I mean, that, that's how you know we're like in the social age. Like, how dare he say, say he'd die there? He doesn't <laughs> die on his couch. He's an asshole. I mean, what the, what the, well, I, if he wants to die there, first of all, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. Hey, I almost died on the field. It's overrated. Let me just tell you, okay? So uh, <laughs> don't do it. Don't die on the field. Find another way to die. Uh, but rega- That might need to be a quote card. <laughs> but regard- in response to Jamal Adams, Sim says, I almost died on the field. It's overrated. Yes. So <laughs> get the Instagram. Get, get Omar in yeah, here. Yeah, come on. That's that's viable right there. Uh, but, yeah, I just don't understand the backlash about it. Like, you know, here we are. Now we're going to start telling people how to die, how I to saw, live, how I to saw die. thing today that was like a widow of a CT person, like, was very upset. And it's, but you're right. It's your decision. I, again, yes. So I saw one, the widow thing. I didn't read it, but yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. she was disgruntled. Again, yeah, it's his life. He can do what he wants. All right, so we have a number of five-star iTunes reviews. We have 10 minutes left in this podcast. Perfect. R. Zoolander, <laughs> love this podcast. Sims and Lefko talk like guys next door. None of the usual stiff and stuffy talk. Sims kids were great. Keep it going. Thanks there, buddy. Guys next door. Guys next door. I mean, you're dressed like the guy next door today. A couple I mean, of guys. Are you wearing underwear under those? Like, well, I guess my shorts are coming I mean, up. your shorts. You got an Island Iverson shirt on. You got Bleacher Report Nike sneakers you're wearing. Uh, no, well, the problem is, is when I do podcasts now, I have to dress like I'm going into Georgia in the middle of the like the summer. That it's like 110 degrees. It is hot in here. I'm dripping. It's ridiculous. Uh, D Wade's best NFL podcast. Been listening for a few months. Recommend them all my friends. D Wade. I wish any chance you can get Jameis on. Uh, we did have him on, so you got to go back to Super Bowl episode 100. Right? Was it? I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. Super Bowl hit right at 100. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 101, 100, because we did 50. the guest episode afterwards. Yeah, so we, we can get no, Jameis on. I, I'm confident to say, though, we'll be... Jameis was one of our best guests on Super Bowl We need week. to get Jameis on. Uh, he says, Jameis Sims, on. any memorable pregame or halftime speeches from your Bucks days? Oh, gosh. Um, did you ever say, I don't give a hell? To <laughs> I don't give a hell? No. Gosh, I have some memorable moments with, like, players saying things and stuff like that. Did anyone give a speech where you're like, oh, that was bad? Uh, most of them usually were. I always appreciated Gruden because he didn't try to be that way. He tried to just give the team a talk, what you need to focus on. I mean, he was fired up and ready to go. Was there anyone that they'd start, they'd, like, want to speak, and everyone was like, no? Well, who's coming to mind right now? Well, uh, I mean, like, hey, listen, Derek Brooks would be the guy that would come and talk like that at times, and you just be like, oh, here we go. Like you know, he was like your old annoying uncle, right? That just was always putting wisdom on you. So it wasn't necessarily that it was bad, and his heart was in a good place, but he would do it to the point where sometimes you were just like, oh, okay, here we go. The corny dude that always has to say yes, something. Yes, I don't mean to say that in a bad way because he was a great leader in a lot of ways. Look, we've talked about this. Great leaders and really good football players oftentimes can are corny. very corny. Yes, they can. Like Ray Lewis, super animated, but all the players there were like, dude, by the end we were like, Ray, just shut up. I can re- I'll, I'll give you one good thing. This is my most memorable moment with okay. Gruden, especially in Tampa. I'm coming out. I have made my you know 2005 season. We played San Francisco in my first start. I played pretty average out there, and we should have won the game, but we lost. And if I played just better than average, we would have won. The next week, we had to play the Carolina Panthers, and they were legit. I mean, they this were is the spleen game. This is no. This is okay. this is the year we go to the playoffs. Gotcha. We won the NFC South. The Carolina had lost to New England in the Super Bowl the year before, and now we're playing them. And I know we're walking out, and it's a big game because we're fighting for the division with them. And Gruden kind of just we were walking out together in warmups, and he goes, "Hey, man." He goes, just let it rip out there today. Just let it rip. He goes, I, I, he goes I, I'm going to say this. He goes, I don't even care if you throw interceptions today. I just want you to go out and beat Chris Sims. And wow. that was the first time I remember thinking like, oh, okay. And I actually played really awesome, except the first play of the second half, I threw a pick six, 
pick six. And Chris kinda, Campbell? Yes, to oh, the yeah. house. Changed the game. Uh, and we lost. Now, but we can't. But but it did set me free from that point on to go. Okay, I can just play football. It's like your dad saying he's proud. Yeah, of you. he wasn't going to micromanage every little thing I did. I like that. Yeah. Uh, RMC eight eight eight. It's truly the best. Been listening since day one. Yeah. Thanks, brother. He said, Sims, do you think Gruden will ever coach in the NFL again? We kind of talked about this Monday. Yeah, I, I think just this has to be the right situation. He's not that desperate to where he's going to look over, look to try to rebuild a team. Mike B eight eight three zero. Awesome podcast. Podcast has a barbershop feel to it. Don't let Fedrick ever do that su- Survivor thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth, Andrew. New season, September. <laughs> Who is more likely to bust, Trubisky or Nilakina of the Knicks? Oh, that's actually a, a good one. I would say Nilakina. There you go. I think so. I mean, Zeke for MVP. Love the podcast. Refreshing take on the NFL and their players. You guys need to look into the David Irving case more. It was an over-the-counter supplement. He was planning to endorse the agent messed up. Don't dra- drag his name through the mud. Okay. We'll look into it. All right, we will. Because we, 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 we do not like to bad We, mouth we weren't dragging him into the mud. I know I made comments of what my first thoughts were when right. I saw it. So, yes, you're right. We will look into that. We're always for the players and that stuff. And that's what he said earlier in the comment. He said, I know you guys are for the players. Yeah. All right. LDJSJ, best podcast to stay up to date, best trio in podcasting. What is the best case scenario for the Chargers and what will happen? Man, I, you know, the Chargers, I think, are one of those teams to watch out for to a degree this year. I really do. With Gus Bradley as the D coordinator, you know, anytime you have a new coach, a new coach in a new city, there is a little more attention to detail, right, Lefko? Like, I've yes. been around like, the new coach situation, and there's a fire under everybody's ass because it's a new regime and they want to get off to a good start and impress their owner. So I look at San Diego and go, good secondary, good pass rushers, yeah. few more big people on defense than you realize. Got Gus Bradley as a D coordinator. They've improved the offensive line a little bit, and they got weapons. I really think they're one of the secret sleepers out there right now. Yeah, I think the best case scenario for them is they sneakily take the AFC West. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and even in that division, they could get a wild card. I got to run through these because Fendrick said we need to wrap up. Yeah. Justin Hooper, 225, you guys are great. I've been a BR user for six, seven years, and y'all podcast is by far my favorite. Sims, 3-0 line, 3-D line, he uses Bodyguards, who you picking? Oh. Just the first names to come to your mind because we uh, got to rip through. Yeah, right. And Damakansu, Zach Martin, and Jason Peters. Wow. Yep. Wasn't expecting that. One giant left tackle. KJ Latch. OBJ wants to be a highest paid player. This podcast has got me to change my life. I order chicken or fish in my burritos instead of carne. I drink water when I play baseball instead of Gatorade. How much is Odell's impact on the Giants worth? Uh, It's. To me, yeah. I mean, he deserves quarterback money. That's what we're saying. So I'm not saying it's Aaron Rodgers money or Andrew Luck money, but he deserves to be paid the same way because he's made a quarterback who is somewhere between 20 and 32. Yeah. Look really good. MSULC7, best podcast on the planet. I don't even know what a podcast is, but believe me, I'm tuning in twice a week. We need you guys to have a daily radio show. I would devote my career to make it happen. Damn, we've been trying. Dude, talk to Sims' agent. Let's figure this out. <laughs> Andrew Corpen, question for Sims. How do players, specifically quarterbacks, oh, how much do players, specifically quarterbacks, watch their statistics during games and seasons? I, do they really care? I love this question. That's a good question. I think it's a little more than people would realize. Um, I think some of the upper echelons quarterbacks really watch their like numbers. during the game? I do. Wow. I do, yes. Any come to mind? Well, I just feel like if you look at a game sometimes, you could tell the quarterbacks who are going, oh, 
I'm down by 20 and the stats aren't that good. Let me just go out there and get some cheap completions. And at the end of the day, hey, look, I was 26 for 40 for 300 yards and mm. one touchdown on one. Not my fault. Drew Brees. Yes. Drew is certainly one of those. Boy. I even felt like Brady went through a little period of that a few years ago. Not now. Brady now doesn't care. He either. doesn't give a shit. No, but like in that 11, 12, 13 range when I was a little down on yeah. him, he was a little By the way, way, there's an amazing clip I'm going to show you later yeah. of Bill Belichick throwing a pad at Brady when I he dropped it. back and I hit him right it. in the face. Yes, those Bel- Belichick threw it with such disdain. Oh, I, I, so I, I, good. Like, fuck you, Tom. All right, these next three comments are absolutely fantastic. They're really good. They're long. They're super this, in the this weeds. This is the longest podcast ever. Yeah. We're nice. This and a half. Over. Yeah. So let's, I'm proud of us. Let's wrap it up here, buddy. We have a lot of endurance. I got shit to do. Let's go. Lawrence Westwood. Sims and Lefko are like a fine wine. It's been a pleasure to watch the evolution of the show. Sims, he is the Cabernet Savayong, the oh. backbone and leader of the show. Lefko, don't run the music. Do not play me off. <laughs> I, was, I did not say to do that. No, seriously, pot the music down. This is going to be like another five minutes. Thank you. Lefko is the complimentary Merlot with the velvety Barry White-esque voice. Fendrick is the petit verdot, necessary yet just a filler grape to add depth. <laughs> Next time you're in the Bay Area, come find me for Schrader's Beer Hall. I manage over there, which I love. Um uh, Malcolm Savani, go, go over to Schrader's Bayhawk. Malcolm Savani, number one in sports shoes and player back support. Sims, the great commenter of today. Other network guys talk trash on a player. Sims has 13 points about why he's better than you think. Lefko, spelled without an E, is the man with a plan, willing to call out any agenda to knock a player. And yeah, he made 50 step when he came for his girl. Priceless moments, <laughs> diet ideas, <laughs> and just the best Kool-Aid takes out today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bruce or Kid John. Josh comes fresh with youthful takes and smooth audio fixes. Post a picture of the headlock when it goes down. Who is a first ballot Hall of Famer with less than three years in the league? I'm calling it now. Amari Cooper. Ooh. Any come to mind of young guys that are first? I mean, Zeke certainly comes to my mm. mind right off the bat. I mean, Zeke has Hall of Fame talent. Odell uh, Beckham? Yeah. I well, don't, well, he's at he's four. He's at four now. Four. Right. Uh, but those are two good ones. Oh, you know. Like Marcus Peters is getting towards that range in my Khalil eyes. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack certainly as well, right. Aaron Donald. Mack, and Mack is going to year four, though, so he's gotcha. out of that too. All right, last one. Um, a Turk. This is some good shit. I listen to a lot of football podcasts. Dot, dot, dot. I mean a lot. Sims is super insightful. BR has a true gem in Sims. It's my favorite part. Wow, thank you. Lefko is a true journalist. <laughs> Always speaking of storylines that I would never initially ponder. Fendrick smarting off to Lefko is hilarious. Hilarious. When will y'all start making t-shirts? Because I will definitely drop 20 bones on one, period. Uh, we need to Today, make t-shirts. Today, Lefko, stop <laughs> interrupting Sims. Yeah. Later. Woo. Great. It's pretty good. Let's make some t-shirts. Let's I'm do done. it. It'll be a little side uh, business for us. I think this was a great podcast. Super happy with it. I think what Omar, I thought that was some cool shit with Omar. Yeah, he's the man. He I, really was. That was cool. I got to say, it's this area of life that I'm not into at all, so I'm truly amazed by it. So I want to send our best witches to Sterling Shepard. I hope that the injury is not that serious. We will be recording on Monday, so join us on Facebook Live. Hit us up on the iTunes comments again, as I did today. If you leave a five-star review, I will read it, and we're well over we 200 We love you long time. If you leave uh, us five stars, one twenty-six is coming next week. Uh, we love you so much for Sims. Peace out, homie. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. I'm Lefko. Holler at you later. <laughs>